Mayday is brought to you by our October podcast partners. Our small business podcast partner this month is jordandene.com. That is jordan, D-E-N-E.com. Uh, she runs an apparel and accessories company. Uh, it is fantastic stuff. If you have a fandom, you should go check this out. Uh, this is functional fandom items. So these are t-shirts, accessories, aprons, all kinds of great things that are themed around fandoms but aren't your everyday looking stuff. Uh, you can wear this stuff every day. They're totally fashionable and functional, and I think you will really like what you see. If you have children, they have a kids section that has all kinds of cool stuff. Onesies, kids t-shirts, uh, crayon bandoliers, which I think are one of the coolest, most unique things I've ever seen. So definitely go check them out. Uh, JordanDene.com. Once again, it's J-O-R-D-A-N, like Jordan, uh, D-E-N-E.com. Our organization podcast partner this month is NARAL Missouri. They are Missouri's largest grassroots pro-choice organization working to protect a woman's right to a full range of reproductive health care for over 40 years. They are doing some amazing work. Um, You might have seen us live stream uh, an event that they were at where they had their handmade protest group. Look for more on that as the month goes on. For more information about them, you can go to ProChoiceMissouri.org. That's ProChoiceMissouri.org to get more information about NARAL, Missouri. Lastly, our wild card, and this one I am very excited to introduce you all to. Um, It is called Geek Girl Brunch. You can find out all about them if you visit their website, GeekGirlBrunch.com. This was something that is really cool, very grassroots, started uh, up in New York City by three women who were looking to start a women's only uh, brunch group to just talk about geeky stuff and do geeky stuff with fandoms and all kinds of things. Uh, So now it has kind of exploded and they have chapters all over the country in the United States. There might be one in your city. You don't know. Um, or a lot of international. There's some at Iceland, Tokyo, just all over the place. So you can visit them, geekgirlbrunch.com. They have a map and a list of their chapters. You can also apply to start a chapter in your city if this is something you are interested in. Um, So visit geekgirlbrunch.com, find your local chapter, or start a local chapter. That is geekgirlbrunch.com. Check them out. So once again, those are our October podcast partners. Thank you to all of them, and we're really excited to promote them and push out some uh, good people doing really cool stuff. This is Mayday, the Handmaid's Tale podcast. Hey everyone, welcome. This is Justin from Mayday. Welcome to the first edition of our brand new project called Mayday Presents Great Adaptations. Uh, If you've been following us on Facebook, you can find this new project at at Mayday Great Adaptations. That's at Mayday Great Adaptations. And what we're going to be doing is reading a book that is going to be produced uh, fairly soon into a TV show or movie. And one month we're going to read the book, discuss the book, what it's all about, and some plot points about that and just a general discussion. And then the next month after that, we will be watching the show or the movie. And we'll be discussing that and doing a little podcasting on that. So our first novel that we are going to be discussing uh, that is being adapted is Alias Grace. We thought that made the most sense because we have our Margaret Atwood audience built right in. So why not just kick it off with something that uh, you guys are already going to love. So this show is produced in uh, Canada by the CBC. Already released in Canada. So if you've got any Canadian friends, hopefully they have not spoiled it for you. Uh, We were lucky enough to get some screeners here. The show launches for the rest of us in the United States on Friday. 
the November 3rd. And so you can check that out on Netflix. Wanted to give you a little preview for it. We were able to get some screeners and get an early look at it. And I watched the whole thing. And so I wanted to give you just a brief rundown on what it's all about, what you can expect, and really what I thought about it. Spoiler free, mostly. So Alias Grace is based on Margaret Atwood's 1996 novel of the same name. It is a historical fiction work, which means it's based on some facts. And she also took some liberties and injected some characters and plot points in there that were not historically accurate. So it's a fantastic show. I really think that you're going to like it. Um, It's definitely different than The Handmaid's Tale. So if you're expecting uh, the same kind of production, same kind of style, same kind of performances as The Handmaid's Tale... Uh, you will not be disappointed, but this is not the production that is like that. It is not that sort of production. It is very much more traditional. Um, you could probably see this fitting in somewhere on the BBC. Uh, it's that kind of style of production. So like a Poldark or some sort of uh, more British almost so like that. Uh, it would fit perfectly with that. Really just a more traditional style of direction and production overall. Uh, which isn't a bad thing. It's just different than if you're expecting something similar to The Handmaid's Tale. So just to to get that out there and have you have realistic expectations going in. Uh, Again, it was produced in Canada, so you're going to hear me say that this person is from Canada quite a bit because the vast majority of the cast, crew, and everyone who was involved is Canadian. So let's get into the plot real quick. Let's do a quick overall kind of what this story is about. It's the story of Grace Marks, who is a convicted murderess, as she says in the story, convicted of murdering Thomas Kinnear and Nancy Montgomery. Thomas Kinnear was a man that she worked for on a farm, and Nancy Montgomery was his housekeeper. Uh, She's convicted of murdering them along with her accomplice, who is James McDermott. I apologize. I had to shuffle some papers there. James McDermott uh, was her accomplice. They allegedly murdered them together. Uh, He was convicted and hung, and she was convicted and was sent to an institution. So when we are introduced to her in the story, she is 31 years old, having spent 16 years in the institution. There is a group of people who are trying to get her pardoned, who are thinking she is innocent, uh, mostly because she says that she cannot remember what happened on the night of the murders. Uh, so there is some question as to whether she is truly guilty of these murders or if she just confessed um, because the lawyers thought that was the way to go. Um, so there is a group of people who are trying to get her pardoned. And in order to do this, they have moved her on a daily basis and made her a servant over at the mansion in the governor of the penitentiary. So the person who runs the penitentiary, she works for him on a daily basis and, you know, is kind of uh, a servant housekeeper pretty much whatever they want her to do and she's also kind of this oddity that they have that is kind of a conversation piece more or less where they have a murderess as their uh, one of their servants in the house and so she she makes note of that quite often um, so in order to get her pardoned they need to have a doctor look at her and try and determine is she guilty? Is she insane? Uh, what's really going on here? And so that's kind of where we are introduced to uh, a Dr. Jordan, who is coming in to try and assess Grace and figure out if she is really guilty or if she's really innocent and what her real story is. And so that's where it all takes off from there. Um, so let's get into a little bit of the cast. 
and characters of the show. So this is being produced by Sarah Polly, and you might know her from a number of things. Um, she was in Dawn of the Dead. She was in Go way back a long time ago. Um, she's Canadian, and she is producing this project. She announced it in 2012, and I believe her original intent was to produce it as a feature film. Obviously, that did not happen, uh, but here we are with a six-episode series on Netflix, which in this day and age might as well be a film. Uh, it's just as good. And if not better to have your project be on Netflix. So congratulations to them. And um, to the person that is directing this, unlike The Handmaid's Tale, for those of you who watch The Handmaid's Tale, uh, you will know that there are a number of different directors for the episodes. Obviously, Reed Morano directed the first three, and then I believe there were five or six after that. Basically, everybody did two. Um, that's not like this. This production is a little different. Um much more traditional, as I was saying, and also uh, only directed by one person, uh, directed by Mary Heron, who is a Canadian director. She's known for her projects, I Shot Andy Warhol, uh, The Notorious Betty Page, which she directed, and also she directed American Psycho, which is probably the thing that you would be most, most familiar with. Um, I do have an American Psycho story. So back when it came out on DVD, uh, my wife and I were having uh, dinner with my parents over at their house, and we thought, hey, let's go get a movie. Um, long story short, we ended up choosing American Psycho, which may work for some families, but it isn't the thing to watch with my, well, not my father. My dad's a big fan of the gory kind of, that kind of stuff. He loves Dexter and that kind of stuff. My mother, on the other hand... Not so much her bag. So essentially what we did was watch American Psycho with my parents, which was slightly awkward um, for those of you that have seen the movie and know the content. Um, might as well just watch porn with my parents, more or less. Uh, anyway, moving right along. So director, Mary Heron. That's my Mary Heron story. That's what I have for her. Uh, now, the rest of the cast. As Grace Marks, we have Sarah Gaydon, who is a Canadian actress. Imagine that. Uh, you might know her from the uh, adaptation of Stephen King's 112263 that uh, Hulu did. Fantastic adaptation and a fantastic book. If you have not read that book, I highly recommend it. If you are into Stephen King or horror, sci-fi, historical kind of things, it is an absolutely bizarre book, but also a fantastic book. Uh, she was also in a book uh, adaptation called Indignation, which is a Philip Roth novel. And she also uh, was in David Cronenberg, who was also in this as an actor, uh, his production of A Dangerous Method, Method which was about um, Sigmund Freud and all that stuff going on back there with him. So she is in this and she is fantastic. Uh, her performance as Grace is stellar. She does a lot with just her face, um, which we, you know, Handmaid's Tale fans are used to a lot of face acting and expression uh, her eyes are absolutely stunning and do a, a very expressive so very expressive facial features she's funny um, her delivery is amazing and uh, what she does with the material is great she plays a great strong smart character um, and delivers a fantastic performance you're really gonna really gonna enjoy her and I hope this uh, kind of propels her career because I'd like to see more of her doing things um, Dr. Simon Jordan is played by Edward Holcroft. Now, he 
looks familiar. I had not seen him in anything. However, I have actually um, seen him in the Kingsman movies. I just didn't know about it. Uh, he was also in something called Vampire Academy. Um, that I am not familiar with. Not familiar with the Vampire Academy. So if you know him from that, congratulations. Um, now, Mary Whitney. Well, let me go back real quick. So Edward Holcroft. He plays Dr. Jordan, who is the doctor who is charged with trying to figure out if Grace Marks is indeed a murderess or as if she was just taken advantage of by James McDermott and she's really not guilty and should be pardoned. Uh, he's pretty fantastic. I had not seen him in anything um, that I recognized. I've seen him in Kingsman apparently, but was unaware of him being in that. So this is really the first thing I've seen him in myself as a lead. Uh, he's really good. Uh, he kind of goes through a, a lot in this story and struggles a lot with grace and her story as does the audience um, he's kind of our vehicle to her so we as an audience uh, kind of go through what he goes through in the story and are trying to figure out exactly what grace is really all about uh, mary whitney is one of the most important characters in this entire story she is played by Rebecca Lydiard, who is a fairly newcomer, a Canadian actress once again. Uh, TV, film, and theater, mostly Canadian stuff that I was not aware of. Um, but she is outstanding. Uh, I would say that she, surprisingly, uh, coming in, uh, not being one of the leads or well-known actresses, gives one of the strongest performances out of this entire production. She is an absolute joy to watch. Um, just a full fully formed dynamic character and portrayal of this character by her so she will hopefully spring from this because she was absolutely fantastic and I think you're really going to enjoy her character and her attitude and uh, she kind of is a spitfire if you could call something like that um, she's great and so I really was surprised by this performance just because I didn't know who she was and wasn't expecting the character you know this to be something that I was going to care about um, but she's great so congratulations to her uh, the next is Zachary Levi who everybody knows from his performance as Chuck and along with Yvonne Strahovski from Handmaid's Tale uh, also in Tangled and of course he is also in Thor which a lot of people don't know but he is in Thor you can look that up that's for real uh, he plays Jeremiah Pontinelli now this is one or Pontelli sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong Jeremiah Pontelli. And this is a character that Margaret Atwood created. This was not a character that is part of the historical um, account of this story. Uh, he's a peddler, kind of a guy that roams around selling trinkets and buttons and things to people in various towns. So he is kind of uh, on the go all the time. And he is awesome. Um, I have not seen Zachary Levi in much. I never watched Chuck. Um, I was unaware that he was the guy in Thor until someone said he's that guy in Thor. And then I was like, well, well that's him. And I didn't know that at all. Um, he also just got cast as Shazam. He's going to be the lead in the DC movie of Shazam, which I, I don't know how to take a movie about Shazam seriously, but I hope they'll do it. Um, so he's in this. He is great. It is a very... Um, interesting performance by him and well acted I didn't really know what to expect from him it's very subtle and warm and different from what I was expecting 
he is fantastic and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets nominated for something that might be me overstating this a little bit but I thought he was really impressive in this role uh, as Jeremiah Pontelli uh, next is James McDermott who is our convicted and hung murderer uh, he is played by Kerr Logan uh, now, some of you might know him. I know we got a lot of Game of Thrones fans out there. He was in Game of Thrones as, I'm going to hopefully not butcher this name, Mathos Seaworth, son of Davos. Now, I've heard the name Davos. My wife is a massive Game of Thrones fan. Um, I more watch to watch her watch it because she gets really into it. Um, so I just get enjoyment out of that, more or less. Um, also, Jimmy Lannister should be dead. He has one arm and got attacked by dragons, the Dothraki. Moving right along, because we're not going to get into that. That's a whole another podcast that we could do just about that. <clears throat> so, Kerr Logan plays James McDermott, who is a farmhand on the farm of uh, Thomas Kinnear, who is the man who gets murdered. And James McDermott is the murderer, for sure, and he gets hung for this crime. Uh, he's really good. This is kind of a dark character and kind of a really angry, younger Irish guy. And this guy plays it really well. He uh, is very intense, very angry, but he's got definitely, you can see a little, um, a little softer side to him occasionally, depending on which version of the story you believe. Um, so this guy's really good. I had not seen him in anything else and he's been in a couple things. He's in a show with Sarah Polly currently. That's uh, I believe a Canadian show, but he, he's really good as well. Now, something that really surprised me, and I saw David Cronenberg, and the only Cronenberg I know is the guy who directs things, Cronenberg, and I was unaware that he actually starred in things. So, uh, David Cronenberg plays Reverend Veringer, who is part of the group that is trying to get Grace pardoned. Now, for those of you that are maybe going, okay, I know I've heard that name, David Cronenberg, so he is a fairly... Um, legendary, I guess we'll say. He's been around since the 70s directing things. That's pretty much what he is known for. He's starred in, you know, and been an actor in several things, but mostly he's known for his directing work. He directed The Fly, the Jeff Goldblum, uh, 1980, I believe, 7, 5? Uh, something like that. The Fly, which is fantastic. Videodrome, Naked Lunch. He's really known for really gross body horror kind of things. That's kind of his M.O. when he does things. All of those movies I just mentioned all incorporate that kind of visual, um, gory, gross. They call him like the king of venereal disease or something. I don't know. But the movies are all great. They're just all involved really disgusting body horror things. Like if you've seen The Fly, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Brundle is The Fly. Yeah. So he turns into a fly, and that doesn't go well when you're half human, half fly. So Cronenberg's uh, good. Uh, you know, he's a. There was nothing I'd say outstanding about the performance, but he's good. It was unexpected that he was the David Cronenberg, so that was an interesting point to see. Um, last is Thomas Kinnear, and he is the person who gets murdered by. Uh, allegedly by Grace and James McDermott. This guy who plays him, this character is fantastic and really an impressive performance by a person I'd never heard of, Paul Gross, who has been in nothing that I was aware of. Um, this character is really odd and strange and different for what I was expecting. Um, he's Scottish, so he's got kind of this fiery Scottish persona. 
and isn't married because I think his wife passed away. Again, I've watched this once, so don't hold me too much of what I'm saying. Um, but this guy's great, and his performance as Thomas Kinnear is fantastic. Uh, the performance overall of this cast is great. Nothing really to complain about there. So kudos to Paul Gross and really this uh, kind of layered performance that you can't really wrap your mind around fully of what his intentions are and what kind of guy he is until a little later down the line. That brings us to our other murder victim, Nancy Montgomery, who is Thomas Kinnear's housekeeper, played by Anna Paquin. Now, obviously, most people will know Anna Paquin from True Blood, where she played Sookie on HBO's True Blood. And she's also been in Jane Eyre, which is a fantastic adaptation of that. Uh, She was in The Piano, obviously, a long time ago. And she played Rogue on the X-Men movies. So uh, she is stellar in this production. Uh, This is one of the more intriguing characters and surprising turns that it takes. Um, It is a very visceral performance by her. She is not what she seems. I'll leave it at that so as not to spoil it for you. But she gives a fantastic performance. Um, Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. There's nothing else really to say. She just... She's great, and they're one of the better things I've seen her do. Um, really great acting job um, by her. So congratulations to Anna Paquin. You are fantastic in this, and I think all of you will be really surprised at the performance that she gives and the kind of character that Nancy Montgomery is. Um, so it, it blew me away, and as the progression of her, she just gets better and better as it goes along. So that really rounds out your main core cast. As I said, uh, you didn't hear me say a bad thing about anybody in that cast. Um, Fantastic casting and performances by the actors themselves. So kudos to everyone who put this together. Once again, a great casting and directing and acting job. Uh, So yeah, overall my thoughts on this are it's a really great production. Um, I think you will really enjoy it. It is, again, different in style and uh, production from The Handmaid's Tale. So know that going in. Put your, uh, again, put more of your Poldark BBC masterpiece kind of hat on for this one. Maybe a little Outlander um, hat will work as well, but that is the kind of pacing you're dealing with. It's not quite as uh, out there stylistically as The Handmaid's Tale. So just go in. You know, expecting more of a traditional uh, production, and you will be just fine. I didn't really know what to expect, having not uh, really seen or read much about it intentionally on my part, because I wanted to be, you know, surprised by what I saw. Uh, but it's it's really enjoyable. Um, the pacing is a little slower, um, and some of the story is a little rushed, just because it's only six episodes, so they don't quite have the luxury of say a ten to thirteen. Uh, episode run like I think would I don't know if it would benefit but there's some storylines that would definitely I would have liked to seen played out a little more Um, but overall nothing uh, overall large to complain about I think you really enjoyed the story the performances are outstanding Uh, 
Margaret Atwood is in it, and she has a few lines, which is great. I won't spoil that for you, but you'll know it when you see her. Um, if you've seen a picture of her, uh, if not, look her up because you will know uh, it's her immediately when she uh, speaks. It's pretty fantastic. So it, it's it's really cool. It deals with a lot of issues, you know, that Margaret Atwood is known to deal with. Um, dealing with immigration issues, obviously, with Grace being Irish and coming over from Ireland to Canada. It deals with a lot of Canadian things that a lot of us uh, Americans don't know about, like the Rebellion of 1837. Um, and also, it, it really touches on this still Victorian-era, you know, traditional roles for women who are basically, all of their lives are controlled by men and their places in society. In society? Yes, that is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I think it hitting on some great topics, very timely for you know right now and what uh, what is happening out in the real world. We shall say. Uh, so I really hope you guys check this out. Once again, it starts tomorrow, uh, November third, on Netflix. You can watch all of them, binge watch them if you want to. It's a it's a fairly easy binge. Um, unlike. We talk about Handmaid's Tale being fairly dark and hard to watch. I wouldn't say that that is the case with this. It's pretty dialogue heavy. There's not a ton of crazy things happening that you're like, oh, I got to stop for that. Um, There are some intense things, maybe some trigger things for some people. So I would definitely go to the IMDb and check out maybe the parental section to see uh, those kinds of things if you're more concerned with the details of that. Uh, But... Overall, a really fantastic adaptation and series that I think fans of Margaret Atwood's work and fans of The Handmaid's Tale uh, are really going to enjoy. And I think anyone who enjoys, as I was saying, things like BBC Poldark, Outlander, that type of production and style and storytelling, even like a Downton Abbey, you know, kind of production, are really going to enjoy this. So, you know, hope you uh, guys will all check it out. And thank you again to Netflix for throwing the screeners our way and we are really happy to have put in the books our first edition of Mayday Presents Great Apt <laughs> Mayday Presents Great Adaptations Alias Grace. Once again you can find more information on our Facebook group where we will be discussing the books and the shows. It is at Mayday Great Adaptations at Mayday Great Adaptations on Facebook. And you can, as always, find more information about Mayday and Maid's Tale podcast and a number of other podcasts at allconsumingcontent.com. Thank you for joining us and uh, hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Please head over to allconsumingcontent.com for more great podcasts. You can check out Back to the Money Bin, a DuckTales podcast, Player vs. Player podcast, and Blues Hockey podcast. You can also check out our radio station at Handmaid's Resistance Radio that is on Slacker Radio or for free on the Slacker app. 